Welcome, everyone, to a super awesome, super duper amazing, ultra cool special episode of the Breakdown Walls podcast, which is not actually super awesome, super cool, and ultra amazing and special, but is in fact the next episode of the Breakdown Walls podcast. <laughs> it's good to we upsell have, yourself. Right, right. We have a we have, we, have, we do have a special guest today, which is the thing that I promised. I, I said that last time we uh, did a show that I would guarantee we would have a special guest. I just wouldn't guarantee which one it would be, and it turns out. It is Blind Ryan. Welcome, sir, to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm a thing. <laughs> you're you're a thing? All right. You said it. He's a, he's a thing. <laughs> you said it. You can't unsay it. That's right. Not, well, not only do you have Blind Ryan as a guest, but you also have myself, Mark Cerny, yeah. as a special guest <laughs> on the Breakdown Walls podcast. Well, you see, when you break down walls, <laughs> you are essentially breaking down barriers. That's a very good impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's voice is hypnotic. Like just in the I like we're, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it, but that that in my opinion, he, he really is a very good speaker. Like yeah, he, he has is. he is just a great speaker. We're we're gonna get into that though. So guys, I, some big stuff's I, happening. <laughs> big stuff's happening around the world uh these days, and we're gonna talk about uh, the gaming portions of that big stuff, because there's a lot of gaming-related things related to that. There is some accessibility news that is really cool and interesting and fun, and uh, and uh, we'll get to that. And then we'll get to uh, an interview with Mr. Blind Ryan himself and discuss why why he's here. What is he doing here right now? <laughs> I think that's what we're all curious about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why this guy? No, just kidding. All right. So... We're gonna. We're, uh, this is gonna be a single segment uh, take, so we're just gonna go go right into it here. Gaming news to Sterlock's point: uh, the PlayStation Five deep dive just happened. Um, literally an hour ago. <laughs> literally an hour ago. Yep. And uh, I've, I'm already getting feedback from people on Twitter that is saying, "Well, that was a whole lot of nothing." But guess what? Actually, I completely was, disagree. It was a lot. I actually. completely disagree because the thing of it is. That deep dive was exactly what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be games. It's, They're not doing that yet. It, it was their oh, GDC God, talks, man. essentially. Yeah, it's too yeah, early. It was their GDC talk. This, because this GDC is, was canceled, so... Yeah, this, this is GDC week. We are actually in what would have been GDC week right now. Yeah. Um, and because of that, that's, that's literally the same reason the Xbox stuff came out this week is the same reason. Yep. That was, was going to be there. They might as well yeah. put it out somewhere. Yeah. Right, right. It was planned to be released at this time. Might as well release it on in, in some way, which is what they did. So basically they did, they put Mark Cerny in front of a, you know, a PowerPoint presentation and they had him do his GDC talk. He, he would have done it at GDC or he would have done it there. So, you know, it's exactly what I expected. Every, there, there, were, there, is a, there is a group of people that was like, oh man, there's going to be, like yesterday, people were like, oh my God. It's going to be everything. It's going to be game reveals. There's going to no. be demos. Oh, my no. God. It's going to be amazing. No, that's not I mean, what this was for. I mean, we'll I have mean, that in June. But, you know, as we'll a replacement that, yeah. to the E3, you know, we'll have our the state of play that kind of does all that. But yeah, we'll get that. now is now not the, the time for that. I don't even follow the news, but I know how these things tend to work. First is the hardware, then it's the software. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. 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 And, and Hey, we showed end, you all the cool stuff you can do with the hardware. Now let's show you it, you know what it actually can do yeah. yeah let's give you some demonstrations of what, what it's actually doing and to that end i feel like this presentation was great like if you go into it knowing oh my what, god what, he went what you're so looking deep for, 
It was great. It, it tells you everything you wanted to know about the hardware. Now, I do want to go, I, I do want to do a little, our own little deep dive and talk about our opinions on everything. Because I will say this, <laughs> call it what you will. Maybe Mark Cerny is a really good speaker. You know, he is a really good speaker, but maybe it's because of this. But he actually changed my opinion on a couple, on a couple uh, negatives that I had. So um, here we go. It has been confirmed that the PlayStation 5 will have an ultra-fast 5.5 gigabytes, gigabytes a second. per second That's ridiculous. SSD. Now, it's, that's freaking amazing. Okay? That's, that's freaking fast. That's freaking amazing. <clears throat> now, um, uh, that, will, um, you know, that, that, that will feed into everything, basically. Uh, so the way the way Mark Sony was describing it is having a solid state drive that is that fast means they don't have to worry so much about uh, <laughs> 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 they don't have to worry so much about cats for one thing. We don't have to worry about cats. Meddling cats, meddling angel Bob cats. Um, <laughs> uh, so they won't. They don't have to worry so much about caching things. So um, for instance, he talked about Spider Man and said that because of the the games need to access certain common uh, um, uh, assets. They were just recreated on the hard drive over and over and over again. He said things like signposts and uh, what was it? Uh, mail mailboxes. Like a mailbox. He said mailboxes. Like, yeah, you have like four hundred instances of a mailbox. Four hundred on the hard drive because the game might need to access that data at any point. So <laughs> there's another plus to that too. Is that's probably going to cut down pretty largely on. I don't know how large it's going to be, but it's going to cut down a little bit at least on file sizes. So yeah, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Everything. So so this this that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of getting at here too. Want to cut down is, on install time as well? It will. Yeah. It will. Such like that. He, yep. he actually he said that too. It has, it also cuts yeah. down on patching time. Yep. Because oh, I uh, can't wait to get an SSD for my drive or for my computer someday. <laughs> yeah, because 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 uh, before on PS4, what happens apparently is when a game is patched, even if there's a small change to a file, the entire file has to be found and then replaced with a brand new file. Yeah, uh, that won't be the case anymore with PS5. He, so yeah, he he talked a lot. Of, he talked a lot about uh, seek times. Yeah, seek times are gone. Basically gone. Yep. Uh, just minimal because it's all flash memory. It can be accessed instantaneously. I mean, five point five gigabytes a second is not not that's, anything small. Like, that's ridiculous how fast that you is. You just be like, <laughs> um, he he talked about like he talked about transitions that you wouldn't believe. Like he talked about um, maybe you're cruising forward, like uh, doing a lot of uh, amazing things. Like maybe maybe just just hypothetically, maybe it's Spider Man. Let's you know hypothetical situation. Spider Man Two. Let's just say you're swinging forward, swinging forward across the city, through the buildings and everything like that. Everything's loading in real time. And then, for no reason at all, you decide to turn around. Well, the transitions of loading the area behind you will be so fast that by the time you're finished turning, the animation of turning, it will be loaded. Remember so when games around. originally used to do that? <laughs> well, yeah. The technology's, about, like... getting, the technology's getting a little bit too fast for the hard drives to keep up. Well, not yeah. anymore. Well, <laughs> it was before, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, the more things change, the more that they stay the same kind of uh, idea. Because you're right. It's, like in, it's, in the it's cartridge days. Like, yeah, it's kind of like a um, it's kind of like a race, and each individual car is each component in a given computer, and they're all kind of yeah. jockeying, and 
Some's yeah. a little ahead here. One's yeah. a little ahead here. Just depends on the year. Depends on the month. Depends on the the um, innovation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But but it's like, but I was thinking of, I was thinking of going back to like the cartridge days. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cartridges cartridges had basically no loading times. But the thing is, we're talking about a huge jump from then to now in what is rendered in a game. You know, loading times were created because we started uh, our standards got higher. Basically, <laughs> loading times I, were created really... because. We needed, to learn, hated, we needed to load more stuff into a game. I've so. hated the 3D jump forever now. I mean, not not to say that everything should be 2D, I'm old, blah, blah, blah. But I, I hate the realistic push. I don't think everything needs to be super realistic. And I think that has really kind of screwed with innovation in a lot of other areas. This this need for everything to be photorealistic. Yeah. It's like, no, there's other things you need to focus on. Sony, Sony was a big... Um... But in like in the PS1 days, there was a mandate for a while in the U in the states that uh, games had to be 3D. That was just like yeah, it had well, to be now 3D. Games like, have if to it be wasn't battle royale, open world MMO, <laughs> <laughs> open open royale MMO RPG. Yeah. Oh God, FPS. I hate how homogenous the AAA industry has gotten. I really hope it'll kind of break out of its shell a little. I think. Things like this are in that direction. I, yeah. yeah, I think so because the thing is, the the ability to, uh, to to load things the way that this this now loads things is going to create a uh, you know I, I like the way Mark Sterney put it uh, freedom for designers to develop the way they yeah. want to develop. And I notice I notice you get the big innovations tend to be at the beginning of a cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no longer do designers have to find ways to hide load screens. Yeah, Even, they don't have like the limitations Mass Effect, that they used to have. Like Mass Effect elevators and... The, Mass Effect elevators. Oh, God. Uh, Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider reboots hide load screens with uh, crawl spaces. So every, anytime Laura squeezes <laughs> through a crawl space, <laughs> that is actually loading the next area. Wow. Um, the Even the tremendous God of War of 2018 hides its load screens in the... Uh, the uh, the portal pathways that you can travel through, like when you when you enter a portal in God of War, you're actually on a pathway in kind of a void. Oh, and yeah, that's how Borderlands while, does it too. While you're in that, no, Borderlands doesn't really hide its load screens at all. I Borderlands. No, has no, load you're screens. right, you're right, you're right. I'm, <laughs> I brain farted there. Borderlands has straight up area transitions, man. <laughs> um, I just never paid attention to them. I just completely <laughs> erased them from my mind. I I understand. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm the, looking the, forward the thing, to. I'm looking forward to fighting games. Yeah, like, no, no time. Uh, like, yeah, what if, like, what? If, yeah. Oh, man. So imagine Second like Mortal Kombat so 11. Bad with that. Yeah. So Soul Calibur. So is Grand Blue. Grand Blue is oh, kind of bad too if, with it. What if Mortal Kombat 11 was like? You know, let's let's say Mortal Kombat 12 because Mortal Kombat 11 is probably not coming to next gen. But uh, Mortal Kombat 12. What if it was like? You know how when you when you pick your characters, they start like fighting in, in a in a void just in the yeah, background. That's, just a, fight. that's a transition what, thing. What if? No, no, it's not really. The transition happens after that because it clicks, it, it cuts away from oh, that, yeah, then you yeah. get your load screen. What yeah. if? What if it was a straight cut to like the characters fighting in the background? Then everyone picks your stage. The stage just pops in because you know fast loading times. And then yep. it's just you're 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 in the fight. Like, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> See, honestly, that? this is this is a massive fundamental change it's because if you recall, yeah. if you recall, um, one of the biggest problems for the longest time with disc-based uh, games was the load times. Yeah, and they've yeah, never really been, been able years. to get rid of them. 
until now. So this could yeah. be this could be massive. I mean, just think about it, if they release another another like a, a Final Fantasy sixteen or seventeen or whatever they end up getting up to. Think of think of how innovative that's going to be because you know Square's yeah. always on the edge of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and think of like the next gen versions of. Because well, I assume there's going to be a next gen version of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Even the, yeah, it's going to. I was about to say <laughs> yeah. the Final Fantasy VII remake. Or even better, think about um, something like GTA V or GTA VI. I guess it would be. It's probably gonna be yeah. six. No, the, point, yeah. the rumors are heavy that Rockstar is working on GTA VI. So I demand more Stephen Ogg. Yeah, Stephen Ogg is amazing. <laughs> he is amazing, dude. He made I, I, that I really game. That whole cast, no one though. else in that game made it as much as Stephen Ogg did. You might be right, but I, I do. I do like the majority of the cast. Oh, I like the um, majority of the cast, but Stephen Ogg was just way up there compared to the rest of them. Yeah, he's he's over the top, and he loves it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can tell he loved doing that role. Yeah, I've I've heard uh, I've heard like uh, uh, post game uh, like convent like uh, uh, panels with him yeah. on him. He 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 does. He loved it. Um, I love when you can feel that from a voice actor. Yeah, 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 completely. But going back to this, we do have to address the the little bit of a negative here. Um, this is a this is a negative. is It's going to be a negative to a lot of people. Uh, but I personally was able to find a positive in it. Um, this is just so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know give my thoughts and then and then we'll go over both of your ideas if and if your if your thoughts are, are more negative than mine that's fine just you know whatever your thoughts are but i want to discuss what, what my my thought process is when i heard this so the playstation 5 is going to come with an ssd that contains 825 gigs of storage now first of all that is number one Lower than the Xbox One X, which uh, is going to be a terabyte of storage. Even though that's not going to be a full terabyte, it never is exactly no, a full no. terabyte. No, because you're like counting for seventy-five. You're right, counting for right, system probably data. Yep, system, system OS and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it is lower than that. But uh, oh, and, and the and the other real negative too is they have talked about how they will be supporting some. Uh, internal solid state drives, so you can you could swap it out for a larger solid state drive. Uh, they will give more details on which ones they'll be supporting later on. But they, they do make they kind of made it sound like you could also have a secondary drive in there as well. That's not the impression that's that I got. Impression. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a secondary. I think you're literally swapping out their drive for another one. It's 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 like the PS3 or PS4 where they that have a base. Doesn't sound that negative. I mean, eight twenty five well, is here's, is here's quite a lot. Here's why it's negative though. Here's why I, I think some people will perceive it as a negative. They talked about the fact that you will be able to swap drives, which is good, but they were very clear on the fact that their drive is very custom built. Yeah. And they were, to, talking about, they were talking about the custom flash controllers and the thing. Custom like, flash controllers, uh, up to six priority uh, levels for you know different uh, data sets, things like that. Whereas most hard drive, most even even most solid straight drives nowadays according to Mark Cerny anyway, have only two to three. Um, so basically what they're saying is our drive is still going to be the one that runs best in the PS5. You can swap it out for a larger one, but you may, you know, what I'm getting is, he's, he didn't say this directly, but what I'm getting is you may notice some differences if you swap out for, for a larger drive, for a different drive than our drive. Because this, this system is built around our drive, you know? It doesn't really sound that negative to me. It, it sounds like, yeah. it sounds like. I mean, honestly, because you got to remember, I come from the day. You, I come from the days when it was, you know, you got what you got and you didn't get a lot. 
like I, you know, GameCube, for example, more recent example, their memory cards couldn't hold a darn thing, no, and that was what we had. Sucked. Yeah. I so knew, I mean, with I what we're getting, <laughs> with what we're getting from the PS5, I mean, even if it's a little less compared to the Xbox, it's not so much less that I would consider it necessarily a negative. And the fact that they're letting us use um, other, well, they might yeah, be letting us option. use other branded. Even if they don't run as well, they'll still run. Yeah, yeah. At least it's an option. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's true. That's true. And I mean, we're hey, along... Mad Cats is gone now, so we don't have to worry about them anymore. Thank God. <laughs> no, we're we're a long way off from uh, we're a long way off from the Vita days and the PSP days of their oh. crappy, uh, you know, proprietary memory crap. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's thank goodness for that. Yeah. And speaking that of that, was... speaking of that, by the way. It, it is, in fact, Xbox that went with the other option. Remember, if you guys remember, there was a time when the rumor was that Sony was considering the option I'm about to talk about, but it's Xbox that went with it. So for the Xbox One, uh, the Series X, uh, it'll have the one terabyte uh, solid state drive, but you can expand it with proprietary cartridges uh, that will increase the solid state drive storage that you insert oh, in the back of your Series and X. Those will that, be rumor, that rumor, that rumor was, was true. Wow. That that rumor was true, but remember the rumor was that it was going to be PlayStation was that, that was doing that. Yeah, I remember. PlayStation opted for the we'll still let you swap out the whole hard drive bit. Yeah. Which so that's the positive there. Uh here here's my thoughts on this though. Here this is believe it or not, I'm actually I'm actually the reason I'm really okay with this is because I no longer think just because the way Mark Cerny put this in, in the presentation made, made me reconsider this. When I first heard about the PS5, I, I, I thought, you know, if, if, the, if the storage space is too low, I'm just going to swap it out and just get a different drive. I actually don't think I will now. The reason is, is because Mark Cerny's arguments for... The... He mentioned, he, he was very clear on, on you want to keep that original drive around just because of how much faster it is yeah well you, you want to keep that original drive around but more than that like well that i mean that's a huge part of it but more than that given the fact that the uh the previous discussions were about how uh since there's no need for seeking you know games will actually be smaller um yeah. I, I think i think we'll be, to, we'll be able to hold more games than we it might cut down on right file now. size it yeah. might end up coming out to about smaller. a terabyte yeah mm-hmm. I, I get yeah. it yeah, so I I no longer really feel compelled to to swap it out because it seems like with with every every piece of data now not needing to be repeated ever because there's no seeking involved and there's no need to cache things in the hard drive or in, in even in even in system memory by the way they talked about that too by the way there's no need to cache things in system memory in case they might be Ooh. used because you can load from the hard drive so fast. Well, and that's so, going to just add more processing power to the console anyway. Like, yeah, oh, man. Nothing it's needs not to be going except... to system memory. What a yeah. huge leap this is. Nothing, like... nothing needs to be held onto except for the current state of the game that you're in. So, <laughs> man. so that's, yeah, file sizes, system's going to be freed up more. I mean, yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all about that life. <laughs> yep. So I don't think I'll be swapping out. I think I'll be dealing with my 825 gigabytes, and I think it'll be just fine. Well, I'll put it this way, uh, Brandon. If I end up getting a new computer at any point and it does have a capture card in it, I will probably end up picking up a PS5 then. Yeah. Also, because I truly hate proprietary little bits and bobs you have to pick up. Because that stuff th- gets expensive really fast. Yeah, yeah. But also, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a really cool uh, additional option that he talked about, too. I really like this, uh, this additional option. He was talking about PS4 versus PS5. By the way, uh, speaking of backwards compatibility, nothing <laughs> at all was said about 
PS3, PS2, and PS1 backwards compatibility, which makes me think that's probably not happening now. Uh, I feel like I feel like if that was going to happen, he would have said it here. Um, it would have been the place to do it, yeah. 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 So PS4 compatibility is confirmed, but previous than that, it doesn't look like it is. Um, but that said, though, that said, though, here's another thing I liked. He presented an idea for those that were worried about the storage space. He said, since you're running PS4 games, you do have an option. You could hook a typical, you know, standard uh, external hard drive, like the kind of hard drives you can get anyway right now, like a not even solid state, just a typical hard drive, up to your PS5. Put your PS4 games on there. Um, so your PS4 That's games... That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's so a good PS4 idea. Games, your PS4 games will then play exactly like they used to. Now, you can, you do have the option of copying your PS4 games to the PS5 if you want to take advantage of the like faster loading times on your PS4 games. But if you just want to play them and don't really care about that on your PS4 games and want to focus more on using the 825 gigs for your PS5 games, then you can if just you get an external hard drive. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, but then you can just get an external hard drive, a big old external hard drive, plug that into your PS5 and put all the PS4 games on that. And then you know, restrict your PS5 uh, uh, internal hard drive, the 825 gigs, just to your PS5 games. That is an option. And it's cool that that's an option. That's a good option, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that means you're idea. not... That means you're not out of the um, out in the dark with uh, with all your PS4 games. Yeah, I mean you can you can just get a giant like five or six terabyte. They're out there, five six terabyte. Oh, God, yeah. Shaboom, you know. <laughs> all your I, PS4 games. I know on that. somebody that has a massive music collection on a ten terabyte. So Gosh, yeah, ten terabytes. That's insane. That's a lot of music. And it's not even music. full yet. Somebody's yeah. using oh black God. audio. Right? <laughs> no, they just have no. Out. They just have they just have that much music. Millions of they have they just have Spotify yeah. on their computer. Yeah, they have all Basically. of Spotify. The entirety of Spotify. Um, <laughs> close. D's loader. Oh, <laughs> they went nuts on D's loader. Wow. And, uh, just grabbed a bunch of stuff. Wow, dude. Wow. Um. All right. So that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I think. Uh. Yeah. I. I really don't mind not swapping out the hard drive. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, I like that they give us the option to add auxiliaries. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. yeah. And that they're not proprietary. Yeah, you can just, yeah, most external hard drives already work with the PS4. And they're saying you just, you know, that follow that logic and it'll work with PS5 too. I'm just the controllers work more with PCs. They do. A, they a do. lot of them do now. P- DualShocks uh, have been supported by Steam now. So, yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. They've been. They, I've had. I've had weird issues. I've had weird issues with them recently. So I've. Had, I've, just, I, I I've got this. I've got like this ten-year-old Xbox 360 controller. It's like, yeah, I really want to switch to a PS4 controller. If the damn thing would work. It <laughs> works. It should. It should. I play Mortal Kombat with with mine, on yep. on Steam. We gotta get on that. I played Mortal Kombat against you uh, with yeah. my PS4 controller. Yeah, we so. definitely got to get on that again. Yeah, we do gotta play Mortal Kombat again. That was uh, Spawn. Spawn is so fun. Spawn is crazy good. <laughs> Spawn is good. I had so much fun with Spawn yesterday. Oh my god. Keith David makes everything. I everything. hate fucking clowns. I know it was so great. <laughs> it was so great. I actually wasn't expecting like. I mean, I get the I get the game is rated M, but Mortal Kombat is typically still even even though they're rated M like shied away from cursing. But Spawn does a yeah. lot of it. <laughs> ten, ten had a little Keith bit of David it. Keith David had a little, but not I'll a lot. save the day. <laughs> yeah. Ten had a little, but not a lot. Ten was like you occasionally in the story mode would. But eleven, Sorry. you know. 
recording they live now. Huh? I wish they'd um I wish they'd be consistent with their M rating. If you're gonna if you're gonna go M, go M. Don't 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 pussyfoot around it. If you're gonna do blood, you might as well do the rest of it too. Have fun. Yeah, man. That's kind of the problem with <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11, I felt, is that the developers or the artists or somebody in there was not having as much fun as they were having with Mortal Kombat 9 and 10. <laughs> they, they turned down the fun quotient. Yeah. And then the DLC characters came up and they're slowly ratcheting it back up. Yep. Well, they, they also are adding, you know, almost every patch they've added brutalities to characters, too. So yeah. I guess in that way they're rushing. Oh up my too. god! I I heard that Joker brutality and it's so good. My favorite. I told Joker you. Brutality. I told oh, you. It's so good. My favorite Joker brutality is the um the Redux Leatherface beatdown fatality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. best. Although his yeah, gun definitely. one is the second best, where he just fires an ungodly number of shots. Yeah. I mean that that character is long dead, but he just keeps going. <laughs> it's the Joker that's, way. That's Joker. Yeah, it's the Joker yeah, way. Yeah, it is. It is. It don't make total so sense. So we're, we're so this is what we do, uh, listeners. We, we get off topic all the time. <laughs> this, this is, is what we do. This is normal conversation for us, though. Like this is what we do in in our normal conversations too. Is we just we are a mini tangential people. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. This. This is how we talk. <laughs> So, uh, getting back on topic, though, um, moving on from the hard drive and stuff. That, I think this stuff is, is all is all pretty positive stuff. No, that's positive. Um, yeah. So they yeah, they ones. talked about they talked about um, their uh, compute units and teraflops and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm not going to go into super detail on that, but what it's I will say is tons of numbers. The, tons. The of PS5, numbers. yeah, tons of numbers. The PS5 has 36 compute units, which adds up to approximately 10 teraflops. I think it's like 10.2 or 10.3 or something like that. So. That's less than the Series X has. However, um, Mark Cerny was very quick to point out, and I noticed how quick he was to point this out. It did. It did. <laughs> it. I, I noticed how quick he he's was. He's right, though. He's, he's he very quick to point out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, he's right. I'm just saying he, he was very quick to point yeah. out that th- those numbers aren't the end all be all like a lot of people are making them out to be. Yeah. Um, even to a certain extent, Xbox themselves like look at us with our 12 teraflops. <laughs> Reminds me of the bit days. Remember those? Remember yeah. The... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's full 32 bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like teraflops are the new bits, I swear. Yeah. Teraflops. That is bits. accurate. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so yeah. So, Mark Tony was very quick to say that is not all there is to it. There's so much more to, to all this than just teraflops and, and compute units. I saw uh, a video on YouTube that basically said that the Xbox is more powerful, the PlayStation is more speedy. The way I look at it is it's kind of pick your poison. It's going to equal. It, yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to equal, equal out. out, I think. Similar but different. There is no real GameCube here to go, oh, well, at least we're both better than that guy. I mean, except right. for the Switch, I right, guess. Right, right, exactly. Um, and the I liked is, the GameCube. I, yeah, there, I, will, I will acknowledge there, that it was oh, definitely yeah. fear of... Of the two others, oh, I, I, don't, I don't mind. GameCube had, had its place, I think. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, like it. it's just remember it was, Super it, Smash Brothers Mini. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the GameCube had its place. I mean, like I, I, I actually didn't know until late in the GameCube's life cycle that it was actually uh, mechanically, technically more powerful than the PlayStation Two was. I didn't know that until late because things like. Um, what was it? The, the big reveal of the power of the GameCube was what? Resident Evil 
four, four. I want to say. Yep. Ooh. And that 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 game on GameCube was better, like looked better and everything than PS2. It's just that they didn't utilize the power that it had, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. That's, that's been a Nintendo problem from from the yeah from day on. one. From day well, one. Well, no, yeah, I mean pretty much. the Nintendo did good. The SNES did amazing, and then it just kind of fell apart. <laughs> well, you know, you know why, um, you know why the SNES was so good, especially in the sound department. Third party. Yep, Sony. Yep, Sony of all people. Phil or really? um, Ken Kutaragi was. Oh yeah. Uh, Originally, the, the, the guy that did the sound chip in the in this NES. Originally, the PlayStation was going to be a Nintendo thing, oh, but, I knew but that. Uh, deals broke yeah. through. Yeah, I knew about yeah. the PlayStation but, Nintendo. But thing. But the sound the, the sound chip was was a Sony thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. That is really interesting. <laughs> That's why it sounded um, so damn good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. SNES was great. Way better than oh, yeah. way better than Sega, in my opinion. <laughs> way yeah, better uh, than Genesis. <laughs> oh God, their friggin' sound card! I there's hate that. Genesis I can't stand sound Genesis card. sound for the most part. There's there's good stuff here and there, but oh yeah, yeah there's good the stuff, part. but they gotta work at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gotta work at you it. You really had you really had to know what you were doing. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you get the Genesis crackle and the farty, yeah, so, the farty noises and yeah, yeah, pretty much a lot of noises were like that on Genesis. Yeah, but um, back to back to the PS5 compute units. <laughs> one one of the, one of the things he stressed was like it has. It has the 36 compute units, and each compute unit is much, much larger. I think it's something like 52% larger than the compute units for a PS4. So 36 compute units that are much larger, he said it would, it would be the equivalent of applying 58 units or so to the PS4, which is, you know, sounds great. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not super, I'm not technical enough to fully understand that. <laughs> but I, hate when they cool. get in, I hate when they get in the weeds like that because... The, well, the simplest way the, to put it is our stuff is better in this way. Microsoft well, stuff is better in this okay, game you're right, way. You're right. They'll both this play was, your games. But this was Remember, also this was intended originally for a GDC talk. talk. Yeah, this yeah, talk that's was, true. This was, was and they would understand this. And they would understand this. So. Yeah, this and, is supposed to be for insiders. So. Yeah. And 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 Sony's smart enough to you know they they put they put the simple language in there too. Yeah. But I'm I'm throwing out a few numbers here for the sake of the podcast in case people want to know what they are. Yeah. No, no, um, I understand that. Uh, so the symbol, but because because Sony knew that other people would watch this, and other people watch GDC stuff too. So, you know, they they have the they have the deep you know in the weeds stuff, and they also have the symbol language uh, for that reason. But you're right, you know, I like the the simple explanations of yeah, this does this better. <laughs> but, yeah. um, oh, also I was going to mention you, you guys were talking about how the Xbox uh, Series X is more powerful than the PlayStation Five is speedier. That seems to be possibly true in in some sense, but I but we've also heard. Other developer, game developers that are working on next-gen titles quietly saying, you know, not, not shouting it to the rooftops, but quietly saying some games are performing right now better on PS5 than Xbox Series X. And I think that's what it'll boil to down to. I think it'll boil down to game by game. Yeah. It'll it be whoever will. can use the hardware will, yeah. the best. Yeah, because yep. they are Which similar, I don't have a problem still, with. That's yeah, fine, I mean, yeah. They, they are similar, but still very different hardware from each other. Like they're very similar in that they're both using RDNA two technology. They're both using the same uh, Zen two processors. Well, they're not. They're not the same. They're both using modified Zen two processors. Um, That's kind of and... exciting in a way because it kind of harkens back to again the bit days. Because yeah. remember, you remember back in the old days where like you would always do like compare like okay, which system plays this game better? Like okay, the Genesis version of this game is technically better but this nest version has better sound or yeah yeah exactly. the, the best I, I feel way like i always I, saw it 
was uh, Samurai Showdown for SNES yes. and Genesis. Yes. Because <laughs> SNES had an extra so character, and it was better. way zoomed out, and Genesis had less characters, but it had better graphics. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just... It, the thing that interests me is, um, going forward, is going to be seeing how these third-party developers... The differences between the Xbox and the PS5, specifically what they do better on yeah. one system compared yeah, to yeah, what yeah. they do better on the other system. Yeah, because they're they're both like since the hardware is, is so because they're so not. similar but different. Yeah, because I, yeah. exactly. I, I feel like for like the last two generations, really, PS4 and PS3 and stuff, um, they've been basically the same. Yeah, yeah. PS4 is like is there's a, been like no differences almost. And, and the thing is, features. the thing is, but, Mark Cerny totally copped to that. Like, <laughs> fair play, Dan. He, he totally, he totally did. Like, he was like, we know that you know we we wanted to get uh, developers working on the PS4 stuff. You know, when we launched PS4, so we know that there's not much difference between PS3 and PS4 in terms of you know how it works. Uh, we need to simplify the cell processing stuff. You know, PS3 cell processor was a nightmare for developers, apparently. Yeah. So they they fixed that. They made the architecture a little bit better for PS4. But essentially, yeah, it's just PS4 is an upgraded PS3, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, with, a diff- with a different OS, obviously, but, you know. But this, this generation just seems super exciting and cool. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking Whereas forward to Whereas the last it. generation kind of didn't. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, now let's, the 360 PS3 era was pretty good, but for yeah. whatever reason... The uh, Xbox One and and PS4 kind of felt boring. With the PS4 definitely being they, better, yeah they, yeah, they definitely felt like upgrades. Just just you know yeah, upgrades of the, yeah. of the same thing. Whereas this yeah. feels new. Like, like this feels like this feels like we're heading into something some new territory, and I love it. Like except for game, like you know games and stuff. There really wasn't like I don't know. Like I got an Xbox One basically for Killer Instinct. That's that's the reason I got one. That's the mm-hmm. reason I got one. Yep. And here I am on my Steam computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. Hey, you can play Killer Instinct too. <laughs> yeah, you can play Killer Instinct too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I want to move on to my favorite part of the presentation. The audio. The audio. The freaking <laughs> audio. Oh man. Because because look, otherwise known as blind people's graphics. Dude, he went on for like a half hour about the freaking yes. audio. Yes. So wow. here's, here's here's my big thing that I want to I want to say. So. Xbox Series X, uh, in their presentation that they did, their, their big uh, information dump that they did this earlier this week, they mentioned, they finally mentioned that the Xbox Series X has a custom audio chip to handle audio you know, data and things like that. Which is good, don't get me wrong, it's good. But my point here is, Sony has been touting their 3D audio tech for months now. They, in fact, a year. I'm bringing uh, it to you at this point. In yep. the in the interview that Mark Cerny did with Wired is where they first announced it, and they've they've kept talking about it ever ever since then. And Xbox Mark, only now jumps on that bandwagon. I, I have, have an idea. Think, like they're of, really proud of their audio. Yeah. I have an idea of why that might be. Why Xbox took so long? Because Honest they're, to God, they're like the oh. Hoi, <laughs> Well, the Hoi Polloi doesn't really care about 3D audio as much. Yeah, because they don't need it as much as we do. Whereas with the PS5, I'm I have to assume that some some disabled people somewhere got in touch with somebody at Sony and told them, hey, this is a big deal for a good swath of people who'll be spending money on your product. Oh. And so they well, went, oh, they've well, always, bring it out they've there. always done this though. They've always 
touted. Well, Sony's been stuff. audio for a long, long time, so yeah. it kind of makes sense that they'd focus that. And, too. and Mark Cerny was the sad PS3. that the the PS4 basically did nothing with audio. Yeah, nothing at all. I remember, yeah. I remember with the PS3, they were touting a bunch of audio stuff too, like. Yeah, like the virtual surround sound stuff when that came yeah. out and everything. Yeah, you know, it, but, it uh, feels it feels like they're both kind of going back to basics, doesn't it? They're going they're, they're, in, instead of instead of going yeah, for kitsch, they're going back to hardware stuff. They're going back to the stuff that people want could. them to. Yeah, they're, they're yes. going back to making they're, they're going back to making a new console generation feel new. Yes, is what they're doing. Yes. That's why yeah. this is a kind of exciting. It's like, oh man, this is like this is even actually. I'm a excited. And I don't even have a console. Well, I'm <laughs> right. Right. So I don't use it. <laughs> this feels um, like this feels like how like the the jump from like eight bit to sixteen bit kind of yeah. I was like, gonna this, say this, this kind of feels like that a little bit. I was gonna say this feels like the jump from SNES to PlayStation and N sixty four. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of jumping around for that. Yeah. We, we yeah, were trying to figure jump. out every little bit of information. Yep. Trying to dissect it and see where it fit in the grand scheme of things. And, and we blind people were reacting like games can talk more. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil. Oh my god, it has talk. It's it. It says Resident Evil. CD audio. <laughs> and we didn't even realize the voice acting was terrible, but yeah, back like, then we didn't until later. Because why would we? Because we finally did had they realize, voice acting. Did they realize the the voice acting, or did they realize the acting in the seventies and eighties was well seventies and eighties style acting? <laughs> right. You right. start off corny, no, then you get to the don't stuff. open that door. <laughs> Please don't. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll stay at this haunted cabin. Nobody will come after us for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm thinking of Night Trap. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. There was a misfire. Uh, behind you, Night Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. The freaking theme song and everything. Oh, God. The that Saturn, or the Sega CD. Oh, God. What a misfire that was. There were so many of those games, hey. too. So many FMV games. Hey, Ryan. You could you could get the PC version. There's a PC version now. The no. 25th anniversary version. Oh, good. I so want to play that. <laughs> oh, oh god! I love, uh, <laughs> so, uh, love it. Okay, love the, the original Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, did. pretty much with with oh full god. FMV shower scenes. Oh <laughs> god! Now I just got this image in my head of Matt Pat doing Night Trap videos. Oh god! Get it away! Get it away! Get it away! <laughs> Make this happen but immediately. Hey. <laughs> That's just a theory. A game theory. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. All right. So getting back to this. Getting back to this. The audio is definitely something I feel like they're proud of. Um, the PS5 does have, and has had for a long time now, Xbox fans, <laughs> a built-in audio unit that does that handles audio processing and handles 3D audio processing. Uh, and they're going for true 3D audio here. They are using HRTF technology, which I can't remember exactly what the acronym stands for, but it, HRTF is basically what 3D audio is. It's how you, it's the, it's the, uh, the algorithms basically, you use to create 3D audio. It's, it's, it's head something. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically like taking a, a model of a real human head and doing the tracking that way. Yep. I know Jupiter Hell is doing uh, 3D audio. I wonder if they'll release on PS5. I can't imagine why they wouldn't. 
I would, I would, I would think you'd want to take advantage of that technology if it's there. So, you well, know. said he was going to work on it. Mark Cerny was actually talking about he he was talking about like how ears work and like yeah he was literally talking about how ears work. Which like which because tell, which, that which, damn ICP meme. Well, no, what, no. what I'm saying is, it tells me that he gets what 3D audio actually is. Yeah. The thing, yeah. the thing is, the thing is, 3D audio has been a word in video games for a long time. A lot of games have claimed that they have 3D audio in them. A lot of it's a word that exists but is not, you know, characterized by a definition. (laughs) Right. And he was he was trying to make it very clear that like, no, this is like true 3D. Like this is getting this is going to feel This is what 3D audio is supposed to be. We did studies, we looked at ears, we did all kinds of stuff. He's like he's basically like our goal, our goal is to make you feel like you entered the matrix. He yeah. says he wants he wants the audio to be so good that your brain takes that leap and you're like, wait a minute. He talked about it's... he talked about rain and how like yeah. the rain would like the sound of the rain would like surround you and like I was gonna get to that because he talked about the rain in reference to the, the amount of sounds that this, this audio processor can handle. And the yep. answer to that is hundreds. So what he yep. was talking about is uh, by the way, hundreds all processed in 3D. So what he was talking about is each individual raindrop. Is a sound falling source. hither, thither, and yon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> That's crazy. My ra- my ears can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Each raindrop is a sound source, and there's still That's room for nuts. more. <laughs> I mean, if that's that not a testament cool, so. to you, what can the, you imagine the a wrestling game? Are. Can you imagine a wrestling game where you can hear every single fan clapping? Dude, oh my I can god! Now. Oh my god! <laughs> maybe, maybe I couldn't before, but with if you're talking, about I mean, it would have to be a, hundreds. Of it would have to drops. be like a past re- wrestling game because wrestling just is not popular anymore to, to really take advantage of that. But I mean, like '96, '97. That's not entirely oh, true. Oh, can you imagine? Like, that's like not entirely pop. true. There's still pretty big crowds in, in, in the paper. Yeah, I know, I mean, but it's good not right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not right now, no. There's that fog. Dude, I, WrestleMania in an empty room. I'm sorry, I just can't. WrestleMania Are they can't. talking in the about that? No, it's oh. confirmed. It's in the performance oh, center. So they're doing an empty arena WrestleMania. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, dude, I'm going to watch enough, it. It was good I'm enough for full halftime. It's good enough for now. I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Really I have the network. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna watch it because why not? I have, like, I have thought about buying the network so many damn times. Oh, just, network is just so to worth try it. And... Well, the problem is, I'm I'm so a good. I'm a Japanese guy. I like watching uh, Joshi. Ah, yes. Well, and, hey, Jushin well, Thunder Liger is in the Hall of Fame this well, Liger, year. Liger Liger's a legend, man. But the thing is, with um with Joshi wrestlers, the women are insane. Like they're actually. Yeah. Yeah, There's you showed me this. Wrong with them. <laughs> There's something wrong with them. They they mildly frighten me, I which makes like it really looked... entertaining to watch because you don't really know if it's real to them or not in a given moment. <laughs> so, sometimes there might be a little bit of shooting going on there. Uh, see. I feel like you would really like uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World. Oh, yeah, I've got it. The only reason I haven't played it... Oh, God, I should set up a blind league. The only reason I haven't played it is because <laughs> I haven't had a reason to. Back in the go. day, Fire Pro Wrestling Return was on PS2. I set up like 50 characters, did all their AIs and everything, and nice. I would do matches, and I would try to call them and fail utterly because <laughs> But yeah, I used to do that back in the that day. If there's any fun. interest, I'd probably do that again. Set up a YouTube yeah, that'd super. Cool. That'd, be, that'd be some interesting content. 
Little... People have recreated um, pay-per-views oh, match for match in Fire Pro. It's, oh, yeah. It's... The, the, that's the thing I love about Fire Pro is their AI. If you know how to set it up, if you know how to like tweak every individual thing, you can make yep. characters that act exactly like their real-world counterparts. Yeah. Or you can yeah. make something completely bug-shit crazy. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> People have actually okay. made like Bruce Pritchard and and Conrad oh from the Bruce Pritchard <laughs> podcast, and it's it's oh man, it's great. Bruce Pritchard of all people. <laughs> I want to put Jim Cornette in a ring with Orange Cassidy. God damn, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I used to like Jim Cornette, and then he went insane. Yeah, he kind of did. And I don't mean about you know anything outside of wrestling. I mean just in general, kind of everything. The yeah. man has gone insane. Just insane. He has opinions, that's for sure. I mean, I thought I was bad about my opinions. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to, the, back to this audio discussion. <laughs> oh, God. So, I will okay. go far Good afield. Lord, that was a far it's a three-hour show, folks. Just All this came from... This started with raindrops, went yep. to wrestling, wrestling crowds, and then... <laughs> It's a one hand clapping. Yes, you know, you know what though. You know what though. That, that hey, does make... the audio is so good, it can hear one hand clapping. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can finally hear the sound of one hand clapping thanks to the PS5. Oh man. No, but but actually, that does make me think of something though. I actually know. I'm almost certain I know where we'll hear something like that utilized. Something like every individual crowd uh, person. That that audio. That's gonna happen in MLB. I bet you. Oh God, yeah. MLB. Oh, yeah. Madden, MLB, any of those. Yep. That's where that's going to happen. Probably FIFA. <laughs> Maybe FIFA if EA jumps on the bandwagon. Honest to God, it feels like sports are the uh, are the adult movies of the video game world. It seems like every innovation that is big happens with sports games first. <laughs> Tell that me is I'm a wrong. really interesting comparison, right? <laughs> what I'm saying. That is something else. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well. Um... <laughs> So more about the audio, though. <laughs> more about the audio. More about the audio. Okay. So uh, HRTF, as Mark Cerny spoke about, is a very complex thing to uh, to basically um, do and <laughs> to do and, and and to yeah to yeah to, to disseminate and, and to calculate and all that fun stuff. And the the way to provide the best possible experience would be to actually have a way to measure. Each because each individual person's HRTF is different because their head shape is different. You know everything's different about every every person. So uh, at launch, they're not going to have a way that you can do that. They're not going to have a way you can actually measure your own HRTF. But what oh, they God, are going to do? Know they're going to do it. They're going to use hearing tests. Hold up, hold up, hold up. They're, they <laughs> are going uh, at launch. They're going to give you five HRTF uh, settings to choose from, and you can uh, you'll be able to listen to us. Uh, you know a. Uh, uh, located uh, 3D audio to you know determine whether you're using the one that's best for you given the settings that are available. But in the future, he's talking about this is going to be a multi-year project. In the future, he wants to expand those options by doing something creative. Like maybe you'll actually, and he actually used these words, maybe you'll play an audio game. He used I the words audio that. game. I caught that, yep. Name drop. To, uh, you, you play an audio game to fine tune what your HRTF setting is. And it gives you it'll it'll tune your HRTF setting based on what your score in that game is. If you get it, whatever you get the highest score on, you'll play it a couple times. Whatever you get the highest score on, that's the setting you'll go with because that's the best for you. 
Oh, I like so, that idea. Why the hell don't they change hearing tests to do that? Right. <laughs> a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot more fun. Well, they've got blind tests that do that. Click the button when you see the light. That tests your 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 range of um, visual acuity. Yeah. And they've had yeah. that since 1985. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this stuff is coming along. And yeah. maybe game consoles that inspire more things like that. Um, See, I just like the idea of some random guy, yeah, I set up my surround sound 3D audio stuff. Yeah, you know that program you use? That's what we use to play games. Yep. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, exactly. You can do all the stuff with that? That's so cool. Yeah, kind of yeah man. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And, it was uh, like my whole theory about with uh, Disco Elysium making that playable for the blind, having a super hard challenge be, um, you know, fully blind, black screen, and then, you know, people go, uh, achievement hunters going for that and learning this is how blind people play games. Yep. Exactly. Kind of an education through achievement hunting. And yeah. you get that a little bit with um, punch-out speedrunning. Blindfold yeah. uh, punch-out Oh, yeah. Speed. All those all those blindfold speedruns, that's a very good example of, of passive education. Yep. You know, punch-out speedrunners are the exact type of people that uh, would believe in blind people playing games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they use the same ideals that I we do to play games. I can't believe Zallard... I think it was Zallard... Uh, he did the Wii punch out and he did the freaking menus. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. I hate the menus in that game. How did he do that? And, and act, he <laughs> I actually, hate them. like, they kept actually, like, bringing it up that, like, the menus are, like, the hardest part of the speedrun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate the menus in punch out and the Wii punch out because you have to you have to use the motion control to get through the them. Winner. You can't use buttons, which is stupid. So. Good. I really, I really hope the devs get on or, or listen to me when I because I made it extremely clear in that email about um, making Disco Elysium um, accessible to the blind. The absolute first thing they need to worry about is controller and keyboard controls. You cannot mouse control if you're blind. Yep. Nope. Yep. That's exactly so right. I I pounded that as hard as I could into their heads. I was all excited, and then I realized, oh, this is mouse control. Damn it. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Oh, well. so like I yeah. said, we got to they got to have somewhere though. to start like, from. Yep. Yep. Well, they said once the Chinese release gets out, then they'll work on the uh, controller it, uh, stuff. It OCR pretty well, though. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It OCR is great. It does. So I like great. I like the way Ian Hamilton put it. Using OCR for a blind person to play a game is like you is like having to adjust your your monitor settings every time you want to play a game. Yes, right. you can do it. <laughs> But it's a pain in the ass. Yes, yep. that's actually pretty be, accurate. And it shouldn't be yeah. necessary, so, you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to explain to them, too. They haven't gotten back to me yet. I think it's going to be like a week or a month or yeah. months or however long. Oh, yeah, it's they've been busy. Well, they're a small yeah. team, so obviously it's going to take a while. Yeah, and, it could be yeah. a while. Well, aren't they from Aren't they from France? Estonia. Oh, Estonia. Estonia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Stuff's going on. It's It's wild. Time. It's a busy kind of place. <laughs> so I still have more audio things to talk about. More audio it's things. It's a good thing Spawn got released because we're going to need all those chains to pull us back on track. Right, exactly. Oh. Spawn, get over here right now. We need you. Keith David, help us. Help us. <laughs> save us, Keith David. Um, all right. Nothing so more audio things. So not only are we going to have five HRTF settings to try out and see which one works best for us and all that uh, testing things for the future that he wants to do. Um, so right now, he says headphones are the gold standard. Headphones are the easiest things to to program 3D audio for, which makes perfect which makes sense, sense to me. That yeah. makes perfect head. sense. They, yeah, they can they can form to your head. That you know they they can they can 
very easily tell tell each ear exactly what to hear with, with when you're wearing headphones. Um, they are though, even even though it's it's a it's a it's a larger challenge. They are trying to program for different systems as well. Even TV speakers, they want to set it up so you have. Yeah, I know. They want to set it up so you have a sweet spot. So if you're sitting in front of your TV in the right spot, they want to make that 3D audio technology work. They want you to hear things that are behind you and above you and below you, even though you're sitting in front of your two TV speakers. They oh, want that to happen. People like me. I have to sit on the left on uh, of a given speaker or of a given TV because my vision's only in my right eye, so I have to be just a little bit off center, and that's going to screw <laughs> everything up. Well, it will be then, glorious. But, then, but in, in your case, though, you just use a different option than that. Yeah, like, the, and the I'm thing also is, partially deaf in my left ear, so the the speaker being just a little bit closer to my left ear means it'll be a little bit louder, so I'll be able to hear it just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, but they want to set up for everything. They want to they want to make it work on even full surround sound setups. The people that already have the like seven point one surround sound setups in their home, I've they want it to work there too. They want it to work there too. So cool. Yeah. They said uh, they said those are much larger challenges, but they still want to do it. So right now, according to Mark Cerny, right now the headphone option is running uh, basically like fine on on PS fives right now. Um, the other options not so much yet. But that's something they, they they've got a baseline though. Yeah, they it's have a just, baseline. That's the important thing. Yeah. Is it is it just me or do even even like the um like everybody seems not just like the consumers, but I mean like the devs themselves, like Sony, like they seem really excited to show this all this new tech off. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm loving yeah. I'm oh, yeah, loving how ambitious yeah. they are. I, I that is so refreshing after the PS4 and the Xbox yeah. One. It it it, yeah, it makes you as a consumer feel excited that the people developing this are also excited. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they need they need more of it. They need to they need to get back to you know trying new things, making new leaps forward. I mean, because um, we've been we've been stagnating for the last ten years, just kind of in general yeah. in terms of technology. I mean, yeah, we have little fits and bobs and leaps and bounds here and there, but not nothing earth-shattering like it used to be. And it sounds like they're really going for that with the audio. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's that's yeah, that's definitely happening. I mean, here here's another uh, another point that is very important, I think, to uh, to this this uh, discussion about audio. Uh, what was also mentioned is before uh, on PS3 and PS4, uh, the audio was always in a constant fight with the rest of the CPU for yes. space. Yeah, the rest of the CPU for <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. It's actually it actually shows very well in Diablo that it's fighting for, for purchase. Because if yep. if there's too many monsters on screen in Diablo three, uh, the noises start cutting out. Yeah, because yep. there's not enough. There's not enough there. There's not enough room there for that for all that. Because Spotify have does that too on PC. You'll have literally thousands of monsters in Diablo three at times. On the you can hear some of them. Yeah, you can hear some of them, but then but you'll, you'll hear. You'll you'll miss a lot of sound. In fact, if if there's enough monsters, every sound starts starts cutting out. Even drop sounds yeah. like the legendary drop the... sound will just cut off. So. <laughs> or what happens to me all the time? You miss the lasers. Yeah, you miss the lasers. Yeah, lasers. Yep. those damn lasers. At least they That's make lasers. a sound though. Oh, thank God! Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so sounds so... are hard to hear over all the craziness though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Path true. of Exile's got a huge problem with that too. Okay, mm. so that was so that was PS3 and PS4. Both uh, audio systems had to fight for, for, for space. 
PS5, the audio system, the audio, uh, the the hard is it's a hard the PS5 audio system is a hardware unit. It's it's a one compute unit that's dedicated entirely to audio, which can pull as much as it needs to. Mark Cerny says that that's if super it, exciting. If, if it needs to, it can actually pull for some reason. If it would ever need to, not that it probably ever would, but if it actually did, they can pull just for audio almost one hundred percent of the CPU. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> well, the if obvious... they needed to do it. The obvious tuning test for that would be a Path of Exile endgame run. Or a Diablo endgame <laughs> or Diablo. run. Or you know, yeah. any, any kind of ARPG. Just throw just about okay. a two, three, four hundred enemies. That'll that'll test it out. Oh, yeah. just 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 take someone with a uh, 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 high level character in Diablo three, put him in a level one fifty greater rift. Oh yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially a character with a winion build. Because then you have your own winions, you have uh, the anime minions. Oh, you just... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a necromancer, yeah. 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 Bigger oh, than life. Necromancer, skeleton mage build. There you they go. They totally should do that as a tech demo of the audio, just to show. Look, we put everything into the thing. The computer could barely handle it, but the audio is spot. <laughs> <laughs> the audio is perfect. It doesn't matter that you can barely move. <laughs> you don't need to move. You have winions. <laughs> yeah, let them do the work for That's you. Just true. listen to listen to them as they do the work for you. <laughs> it's a feast for the ears. <laughs> yes, indeed. To hell so with that, the London Philharmonic Orchestra. That actually yeah, kind of right, makes me right, excited for Diablo Four. Honestly, yeah. Well, I'm excited. You guys for not have 4. phones? <laughs> oh my oh, god. god, Diablo Immortal. Oh. Diablo Immortal can still go die, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> But Diablo Four sort of late April Fool's joke, right? Right. Oh my God, that was a great comment. Oh, that was, it was awesome. wasn't it? He delivered it perfectly too. That was amazing. Yep. Uh, yep. So good. Speaking um, of speaking of Diablo likes, I've got a Grim Dawn play starting on Saturday. Oh, good. Still That's right. That That's right. I remember that. Too. Yeah. Um, my also, slower paced Diablo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that though. It's it's still hell it's still, no. I'm, I've heard people say good things about Grim Dawn. You know, well, so I'll put sure it this way. I can't, I can't zoom in when I do it, but I can pause the game to try and describe monsters on a darkened screen because oh. that's what happens. Right. <laughs> I mean, that'll, be, that'll work. I mean, <laughs> at least you take what you can get, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so that's actually basically all of the tech that was gone over. But given how long we've taken to... I mean, minus the tangents, of course. But given how long we've taken to discuss this, <laughs> I would definitely say... This this, uh, this this was not a nothing this, burger. Yeah, this this no. was not a nothing. This reveal was a very much a something, and it was it very just much wasn't a good the something thing. that everyone wanted. It wasn't yeah, games. Everybody, it wasn't everybody wanted you know, games. I'm like, no, it you're, wasn't no, trailers. This, is. It was a discussion this was something of that you would find at a convention that had to be canceled because of the mist of sickness. <laughs> right, exactly. The the mist of death. Yes. Yes, indeed. So that's that's that. I think eventually I'm just going to start calling it Captain Trips. <laughs> I, would, I keep uh, saying, I, hold off I on, keep saying on Twitter, it's not Captain Trips. It's bad, but it's not Captain Trips. I'm getting so sick of saying coronavirus that I'm gonna start calling it Captain Trips just so I have something new to call it. <laughs> Captain Trops. Well, yeah. Brandon and I were just talking about that the other day. Like, I'm yeah, we, waiting we made for that the same joke. slang, the slang term to service of like what people are gonna call this. Panda Express. Uh, Panda Express. Wow. No. That's a terrible joke. No, that's terrible. Uh, you haven't eaten there, have you? Well, no, I haven't. <laughs> see, that's, 
that's more a joke against the restaurant than it is anything else. That stuff, oh, is, man. That well, stuff is so bottom tier. Well, it'll tear out your bottom, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thus man. making it the bottom tier. Bottom the, tier. Jokes, uh-huh. the jokes just keep coming. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> All right. So I think that's, that's, that's... on it. I think that's what I want to talk about for gaming news because I think that, that covers both bases because during the course of the discussion, I, I compared it to the Xbox One reveal anyway, or the Xbox Series X reveal anyway. So I think that covers both bases. Those are the two major things that happen in, in, uh, in major gaming news. Uh, I mean, aside from cancellations of conventions and whatnot, you, you get the idea. Yeah. We've been over that. Um, so I think I want to move on to accessibility news. And there's a couple things to talk about here uh, in terms of gaming accessibility news. The first of which is... A, the release, the upcoming release of a game that I think is probably going to be pretty cool, um, a game called Undead Assault, which it's essentially it's it's out. I, yep. Well, I thought it was I thought it was only out for certain groups of people though. Um, what's the blind what, gamers group is what I saw. It's well, no, it's out now for everyone. But what that what he's what they're talking about there is because it's being run. Because all the servers and stuff are being run by this blind gamers group, they're getting first dibs on new updates and stuff uh, two uh, weeks before everybody else. Uh, is it an Android Endless Runner game? Nope. No, it is not. Okay, it is, then uh, that's not the game I've been You're thinking of no. Fear. Fear, yeah. Fear no, is, I, like fear. I googled Undead Assault, and that's what showed up. Okay, well, it's best probably because it's an audio game. Audio games never, <laughs> never show up in yeah, never show up in Ah! Yeah. Um... So basically what it is... It's basically Call of Duty Zombies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically... Mechanically, it's Call of Duty Zombies, which I actually really like. Like, so I, I have had... I have uh, I had a lot of fun with uh, with Black Ops 4 Zombie Mode, which is kind of semi-halfway playable by the blind. I really enjoyed it, even even for what it was, even though there's so, there's certain things I, you know, struggle with in, in, in that mode. I did enjoy it for what it was. So if Shooting this is mechanically is that, yeah, yeah, exactly. So if this is me- if this is mechanically Call of Duty uh, Four Zombies or Black Ops Four Zombies or, or basically just Call of Duty Zombies because it's a mode that's been in many games, uh, if it's mechanically that, then that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I want to play it. I want to play it like today. I might do that actually if I can find oh, it. One of my FPS days. <laughs> I got to show you guys Killing Floor Two. Its audio is so good. I have never heard Killing Floor Two. I've never heard Killing Floor Two. Killing Floor, Floor <laughs> Killing Floor was made by Tripwire, which is a small little team in the UK. And for the second one, they they went into huge detail with just how much time they spent on the audio. And it's Good. basically oh, cool. just a zombie horde mode killer game. But like they recorded every single bullet, so it's every single bullet firing rather than you know like a a, a loop of yeah yeah you know, I, I bunch of bullets. Oh, I get you. Nice. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I like there's that. a I like there's that. like a slowdown mode where you can actually just each and every single one boom 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 it, it yeah. just it's so bassy and punchy and really really satisfying to play that and i know it's fun. on ps4 too that sounds pretty fun right there i've seen it in uh i've seen it in sales a lot yeah if you ever, yeah if you ever seen it in sales try picking it up you probably got you guys probably have a fun time with it and i have it on steam i've had it forever <laughs> cool yeah so now so now that i know that this undead assault game is out i'm probably going to try it tonight because <laughs> i didn't i didn't th- I, I got the impression based on what i was reading I guess I misread it or something, but I got the impression it wasn't out for everyone yet. I thought it was out for just that 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 group. Yeah, you should stream um, it. I probably won't stream it. I probably because I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't stream on Wednesdays and Thursdays. But I well, will. No, I, I mean the next the next time you have like a yeah, free day or something, I'll probably do a stream of it. 
but I'm gonna I'm probably gonna try it tonight because I want to play it because <laughs> it sounds like it's just fun. Um, Make sure you don't pick zero it on the stream. <laughs> maybe I will. Uh, maybe I will do a uh, if we get through the paladin stuff. Maybe I'll take a, a bit to uh, to do that before we jump into uh, Shadowrun because I don't I, I don't think I mean, unless I'm wrong I don't think uh, Undead Assault's gonna have like a story focus. No, it doesn't. I think it's basically no. it's it's just it's it, it pure just multiplayer. Is what it is. Yeah, it's pure multiplayer. It's just pure zombie mode. You're gonna be cool. doing Shadowrun. Yeah, Shadow, not Shadow Run. Shadow Rhine. It's Shadow ah, Rhine. It's it's an audio game. It's an audio. It's a Japanese audio game. But I, I am familiar with Shadow Run. Shadow and Run I would love awesome. it. I would I was love gonna, accessible. I would love. I was going to say Shadow I Rhine played game. through that game. I don't think that's accessible. It's fun as it's hell, not. but it isn't. Accessible. It's definitely not. I would I mean, love it is, Shadow it Run. Is maybe I have to do. It is if you were going to play a tabletop. Well, that's campaign. Do that. Yeah, you could play a tabletop. Yeah, that's true. You could I'll do, do a read of that one someday too. Damn, I got a lot of games I need to reinstall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Undead Assault. If you like shooting zombies and getting high scores and getting weapons and doing the thing and stuff, uh, try it. I don't know if it's free. I actually don't know. It is free. I need to, it is free. Okay, thank you, Sterlock. <laughs> you have all the information that I don't have. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, so that's that's that bit of news. The second bit of news is arguably a larger bit of news because it. Uh, it is. It's unexpected for one thing, and it's welcome for another thing. The often touted, uh, multiple times streamed, at least on my stream, uh, game that is coming out sometime <laughs> called The Veil is now not just coming to PC; it is coming to Xbox as well. Yep. Nice. Now that that was a, that was a crazy surprise. Like, whoa, okay. That is a wonderful crazy surprise that is that is lovely news because that is a victory for audio games so yep. before xbox did have an audio game there's an audio game on xbox in i don't know if, the I don't, in the pit yes in the pit i don't know if it's still available it's but not it's not okay well it was on the xbox 360 uh it was available for a while oh it game was so good it was good for what it was yeah i didn't have a problem with it well um, the, that game's charm was in its humor Oh yeah, definitely. The characters were amazing. Yeah. Dark Vision. They did it to me again. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, in the pit was a game where uh, you play a blind monster that lives in a pit, and they and the the king of this uh, this area throws uh, other people down to get eaten by you, and you have to find them, and they they all have different uh, little quirks to their their abilities. Like um, they can avoid you if they if they know you're there, so you have to sneak up on them. Some of them have dark vision, like I just said. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was a pretty basic game, but it was pretty funny. But the, kind of sounds like a puzzle was, game. Well, it's it's very it's not really a puzzle game. It's, well, I guess it kind of is, but it's it's just it's very light on like every every character is going to have like one thing that it can do, and once you yeah. figure out what that is, then you'll 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 win. You know, <laughs> but yep. it's very small. It's very tiny. It takes you about like fifteen minutes to beat. But the point was that it's an audio game, and on consoles, that's super rare. But oh god! Now, yeah. But now, with the veil coming to Xbox, that's a huge win for us because the veil is already going to be a multi-hour, you know, RPG esque, full story, full voice acting, all the things, and it's an audio game. I mean, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That's freaking cool. Yeah. I, that's a huge I'm gonna get, get. I'm gonna get achievements in the veil. Are you serious? Oh yes, please. <laughs> Gamer score. For playing an audio game on Xbox, are you serious? I will. I will one thousand point that. <laughs> I would argue oh, yeah, that achievements are one of the greatest inventions in the last twenty years for games. Yep. 
Yeah, yep. I agree. They're I agree. they're really kind of an unsung hero. Yeah, yeah. It it's really the the gamification of things has I think helped people appreciate games more because certain certain achieve I mean not not every not every game can say they do achievements you know perfectly well but some yeah. some games do it some games do achievements in such a way though <clears throat> that it makes you consider things in a different way like it makes you pay more attention to your surroundings in a game or pay more attention yep. to the the areas of games like if you need to find something specific then you're going to be looking you know for that very particular thing and thus you might notice something that you wouldn't have noticed if you if you didn't have that achievement to, to strive for the truly great ones the truly great ones give you incentive to play the game in a completely different way like um yeah. there's a there's a website out there called retroachievements.org it uses um it, it basically makes achievements for old games you know nes snes all that stuff it's all oh, cool. curated by users and stuff and i think you yeah, use retroarch oh. to to play it and stuff and get it all set up oh, and cool. um like for Mario 3, you know, beat the game without using warp whistles. Alternatively, beat the game using both warp whistles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, uh, beat the game in a certain amount of time. Beat the game with a certain score. Um, get, um, get killed beat... by the angry sun three times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand the type of achievements you're referring to. Like, uh, even, even a silly... It, by the way, it's a great game. But even a silly game like the Ghostbusters video game has two, two achievements. One of them is do at least... Uh, I think it's like $10 million worth of property damage throughout the course of the game. I love those. <laughs> and then those are great. But another one, another one is like do less than like $100,000 worth of property damage throughout the course of the game. So you have to play the game twice to get both of those. My, uh, my wife's favorite was in um, Lego Star Wars, kill Jar Jar Binks 10 times. <laughs> no way. That's, oh my God, yes. So wait. The Lego company knows that everyone hates Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? My favorite <laughs> achievements are the um, are the ones that were in Civ Five and Civ Six, because there are so many different Civs to play, and there are so many different ways to beat the game with you know with each Civ and using their strengths and all this other stuff. Yeah. That they were able to get really creative with their um, with their uh, achievements. And I love creative achievements. There's, there's one. Was there a, was there a um, getting by Gandhi uh, reference in, in some of them? Oh, there's nuclear Gandhi everywhere. Nice. I love nuclear Gandhi. Nuclear Gandhi. There was one that they actually took out because it was kind of iffy. Um, it was uh, like beating beating the beating the game with Catherine the Great without without um, discovering horseback riding or something like that. And it was it was in reference to something really fucked up and. Oh wow! And they removed it for obvious reasons. <laughs> wow. But wow. in terms of in terms of just pure absurd amounts of achievements, Tales of Majael has the most that I've ever seen, and it's in the it's in the it's either in the thousands or it's in the two thousands. I can't remember. It might be in the five thousands. Let me look real quick. Whoa. But it's a roguelike, and it has absurd amounts of achievements. Where the heck is it? I probably should have pulled that up before I brought it up. <laughs> I mean, even Killer Instinct has almost 500 achievements. Like it has 400. That's got to be the most on a console. It is ridiculous. Yeah, 1755. That's how many wow. achievements uh, Tom Whoa. has. Wow. That's amazing. Dang. But yeah, but a lot of them, a lot of them are difficulty stuff like level ten. Yeah. Get a character to level ten. Roguelike difficulty. Get a character to level ten. Easy difficulty. You know, right, right, stuff right. like that. But at the same time, there there are all of those like really obscure, really goofy ones. Like like be a temporal warden and 
and kill yourself because that's uh, what you can do. Wow. <laughs> you can back up time and have a copy of yourself. Wow. And a copy of yourself, if it throws an AOE attack, can kill yourself because that makes sense. <laughs> wow. That's great. Caves of Cud's another one with a bunch of those weird achievements. But, I mean, with me with me and my love of roguelikes, of course I'm going to find all the weird ones. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, uh, like even Killer Instinct has that kind of thing where you have your, like, every character has a set of achievements that you can expect for every yeah. character. Like, win 10 matches with the character, win 20 matches with the character, you know, um, win with this character online, you know, things like that. And then Fun. you'll have... Five Ultras. Yeah. Five ultra combos. Yeah. Right, and then you have the specific ones that are very specific to that character, like uh, win with a certain move or something like that, which, which, are, which are always cool, too. Yeah, but there's there's but the reason there's so many achievements in Killer Instinct is because there's so many characters now, and every one of them has that set of achievements that everyone has. Like I think I with Mortal Kombat 11, they should have character specific achievements. Like Spawn yes. should get should, Spawn should have an achievement for killing the Joker with a very specific brutality, and have it be a reference to the comic book and uh, and uh, Violator and stuff. Here's the thing, they might do that because if you if you recall, uh, the last two Netherrealm games have added achievements and trophies. Uh, once they were done uh, patching the game with the final patch, when they had the complete editions of both uh, Ooh, Injustice 2 so. and yeah. MKX, they added more <laughs> achievements and trophies. So I bet if we're gonna get those, it's gonna happen in, in the in the once they're done with it. Once once Combat Back Two is out, probably um, once that's complete, then and we'll get something like that. Another year. <laughs> See, and I another like year, when yeah. I like when dev teams do that, when they go out of their way to do the mundane achievements as well as the goofy ones. I don't like when they focus too hard on one or the other, because one, it's boring, yeah. and then on the other, it's so out there and wacky that it's like it's not worth going after all. I mean, MK11 does still have a couple of goofy uh, achievements, like uh, do the flip stance 50 times in a match. It's still pretty goofy. <laughs> and what is the achievement called? I'm betting it's called footsies. I don't remember, honestly. There's another one that's... Uh, Duck thirty times during the fatal the finish him sequence. Just That's duck great. over and I over think, again. I think the flip stance one is like uh, I think it references disco or something. I yeah I think it does yeah like disco fever. There's like someone that. who should be in friggin' Mortal Kombat 11. What? <laughs> Lieutenant Mr. Dubois. Freighter, Barrier Dubois. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> If and he, wins, and he what goes, he should he, yes. Um, what, what should he? What should he say on an entrance? Mister Everett is helping me find my gun. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just reacts to that. Like every other person yes. is reacting to that. Like like Cassie going, "What? What are you talking about?" And if and if he's <laughs> and if he's player one, he says it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his only line. Yep. <laughs> they wouldn't hardly have to pay the voice actor at all. And he would always have the expression, even in a fatality. The expression. Yes. Even even Cabal's really fucked up sounding fatality. Oh, yeah. I love Dude. that sound. Oh, I, love I hate that sound. I hate that, that sound. sound. Oh, that sound actually gets to me. Yep. Oh, the That's sound. why I love oh. that sound. It makes my teeth tingle. Oh. <laughs> and it's so tough. easy to do. Down, 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 circle. Circle. Yep. I remember that. Um... So yeah, got the, um, the veil coming out the spins. You know, they did. By the way, he actually was patched to make him say it less, and he does say it less now. He still says oh, it every now and then, but he actually really does say it less. I really—that's serious. <laughs> In the beginning, he said it every time. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of it uh, as far as accessibility news, at least that I have. But the veil coming to Xbox is is 
a very big deal, and I'm very happy yeah. it's happening. I am too. Yep. Um, I have a a little bit of a um public service announcement for Grand Blue Fantasy players. Oh, cool. Cool. We like those. Um, you have about a day and a half left to finish Seeds of Redemption, which is the current uh, event going on. I'm working on it! I know you're working on it. Um, <laughs> you want to do this event because you will get not only a free Eternal of your choice, which Eternals are uh, very, very good characters that are very hard to get otherwise. Um, also have the best battle sounds. They do. They really oh, do. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because you you've done some of the I've been fights. One, I've been I've done one fight now with uh with the Eternals. I, I had to fight. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I should get that game and, on and Steam you get, someday. And you get it's, a um, it's a browser game actually. Yeah, we're not talking about we're not talking about Grand Blue Versus. We're talking about the mobile game. Oh. Okay. Uh, mobile and browser well, game. So. Mobile, yeah, mobile and browser. I, I say mobile because if you're totally blind, you have to play it on mobile because you yes. can't see where to click. Yeah. Yep. Um. Um. But you can play it in a browser. It's free. Yep. Cool. And it's all in English. Yep. Just switch to English in the beginning, or else it won't be in English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, switch to things. But not not only do you get a free Eternal of your choice, you also get an event version of Seox, who is also one of the Eternals. So you're kind of you're kind of getting two for the price of one. Apparently, he's you know of course not as good as his regular Eternal version, but. Hey, I mean, free character. Yeah, sure, I'll take it. I will it take takes it. what you can get. Indeed. Yep. And uh, the event is really good. It's got a great story. Um, yeah, it's. I can't say enough good things about that game. And also Mugen. That's all I gotta say. Mugen. Just leave it at that. Without saying any more, just Mugen. Mugen is in the so game great. now. He is, he is uh, in the current uh, draw banner. So if you have crystals. Try and I go for it. I have like 10,000 crystals. Can we get them right now? Um, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, I do. I, I, while you were saying that, I did, I did uh, remember one th- other thing I wanted to mention. Um, we've talked about it a lot, but I wanted to bring it up again because some stuff has happened in relation since the last time we did a, a podcast episode. Uh, the whole uh, pitch black situation. I wanted to just maybe not a long dis- yeah. discussion, but I want to briefly touch on it because a couple things have happened in their, their I think they're, good things. I think they're good steps in the right direction. So, a couple things happened. First of all, uh, they published a, an official statement on the Auto Games forums about the controversy that has been surrounding them regarding not paying their voice actors, stuff like that. And the statement made me realize something. And I'm not... I, I, I'm going to halfway apologize for the things I said before. The reason I say halfway is because I don't regret saying them based on the fact that that's all the information we had at the time. Right. That said, um, I acknowledge it didn't, look good. <laughs> it didn't look good. But I also acknowledge now, having read their statement on this, that we didn't know a lot. And to be fair, if if we're going to be completely fair about it, we never really did. Um, no, no, we didn't. Even even though we got that the whole thing from the voice actress that worked on the game and said, you know, they're terrible and blah blah blah, blah all that stuff. It's kind of it, it kind of created news based on assumption which is yeah. which is the reason I'm, I'm sort of halfway apologizing because the thing is i don't know her either like i don't right. know if she was lying you know and it sounds like she may have been i don't know 
We'll never know the oh, full he's... details. We'll never know the full details, but it's very much a case of he said, she said. Right, right. And, th- and you've that's always so, so... got to wait for both sides to come out, and then generally, if you don't know either side personally, it's basically this is what he said, this is what she said. Make yep, your own yeah. damn and conclusion. That's, that's and that's what happened what here. Yeah. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm apologizing for. Is that that's that's kind of what happened there. I we 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 kind of jumped on it because it was news. Um, maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we. It was very much just like, oh wow, look at this really crazy stuff that's going on like this is really crappy we gotta talk about it it happens to the best of us the best thing you can do is exactly what you did admit it say it happened move on yeah Yeah, so so now uh so so, so after that happened after they uh released statement on our games uh forums i replied to it and i still had some things to say um for instance i said that it wasn't looking like um like, so they talked about being, they, they wanted to be completely transparent, so they were willing to talk about this and all that stuff. Transparency was the key, blah, 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 blah. And one of the things I pointed out in my response to that was, I don't think you are being transparent, because if you were, you wouldn't just publish the statement on audio games, you would publish it to your Kickstarter backers, the people that are funding your game. And I want to say, I want to say, they responded almost immediately, no kidding, by publishing a Kickstarter post containing the statement. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, that's a positive step. I am I am happy they did that. I'm pleased with that. Um, and I think I, I think I'm not just gonna. I think I probably am gonna. I, I'm probably gonna flip flop my stance here uh, and say that, given all the, the things we didn't know, given all the things we'll never know, and given all the he said she said potential nonsense of it all, I think I probably will play their game uh, when it comes out. I think I'll probably go back and yeah. and accept it and play it on stream and probably enjoy it hopefully i don't know i'm still a little concerned the reason well, the story is currently developing well <laughs> especially with uh the thing that came out yeah that's I, was, weird. I was gonna talk about that yeah it, so they yeah. released they released a uh, a oh, mini boy. game to to prepare us for, <laughs> for the main game they released audio yeah. pong yeah. and uh it makes no it, sense it's not it's not good, and that's very concerning to me. It's very unintuitive, is uh, I think the best way to describe it. It's unintuitive. The sound is just weird. Like it's supposed to be it's like a binaural experience, but it's not. It's just really weird. I have had, I have had the ball appear to sound like it was all the way off to my right, but somehow I still hit it. I don't get it. Dude. I don't weird. understand this game. Like, what are you <laughs> trying to do? I don't. <laughs> uh, weird. So. You know, as a blind person, you know, if I'm not able to understand it, then it's, it's not boding well. It's but pong, it's pong on shrooms, is what it is. Yeah, it's 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 maybe maybe you're you're the you're a sentient paddle and you've had magic mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, you're a sentient paddle. That's pretty much what they want, the way they want you to play it. Too. That reminds me of that PlayStation version. That's so of pong. weird. That's pretty much that. <laughs> but what, the thing is, though, like the thing that sucks about this is that there already are better audio pong games out yep. there. Uh, one guy, one guy, this is, this, uh, Pitch Black is being made by a team of developers. One guy made a better, uh, audio pong game than this. Oh God. There was, there was some Kickstarter, there was, there was some Kickstarter BS with, um, some dragon game. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. And one guy goes, goes into the code and, and uses unity and makes a better version of that same game. I love when that crap happens. (laughs) That's why I tend to. That's why I tend to follow very, very small dev teams because they tend to be the ones who really know how to get stuff done eventually. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. 
But needless to say, that worries me about the quality of the, the game we're going to yeah. get in the end. Yeah. If they're releasing a demo and it's that janky... Well, yeah, it's because a mini the thing game is, it's, the game. it's a mini game. It's a mini game, but all the mini games they're they're going to release a couple of these mini games. They said, and all the mini games are going to be in the main game when it comes out. So it's not exactly yeah. a demo of the main game, but it is a mini game. That'll be interesting going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I if their next one comes out and it works perfectly fine, then yeah, you just call it a fluke and move on. But right, then I just don't play Audio Pong in the main game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, if it, but if that's indicative sure. of their talents, uh ohs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. You know, the, the first demo they released of the main game had its problems, but I can accept those given the fact that it's a very it was, early build. And it was very much a more of a proof of concept than anything else. Yeah, it's else. very much it a tech, yeah, like, tech demonstration, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I can that's accept the, the problem with, with that. That's the thing with Kickstarter, man. Caveat emptor. Yeah, I, I know it. I know it. Believe me, I know. Yep. That's why I'm being really, really picky what I put my money into only, in Kickstarter. I've only backed two Kickstarters ever. Heroes Call and Srith. I did Stone Shard and the new Pathfinder game. Ooh, Pathfinder. I actually can't believe I can't they're believe adding I turn missed based. out on backing Heroes Call. Ooh. I can't believe I missed out on that. You didn't back oh wow. I didn't back it. No. I because I didn't know about it until the Kickstarter was practically over with. Uh somehow I did not find out about it until it was almost done. I was like, oh Dang. So. Yeah, I know. That's one of my regrets. I would have backed it. But I, anyway, well, I regret not backing the physical. Uh, oh yeah, part of of Heroes Call that would have been yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. I regret not but... backing Wasteland Three. Wasteland Three. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's. I wanted to touch on that briefly, but now I have. So, uh, I think. I mean, I'm done with accessibility news. What about you, Sterlock? Yeah, I think I'm. I don't think I have anything else. Okay, well then, we're going to move on to the Ryan segment of our show. <laughs> this is the we're... Ryan show. <laughs> Where it's all about you. <laughs> um, so, uh, I think I think I want to keep it kind of, you know, pretty simple, pretty uh, basic interview style thing. So, so just as a for instance here, uh, what what was the thing or the game or whatever specifics you want to give that got you started as a gamer in general? Just very, very generally, what got you started in gaming? As a gamer, what got me into gaming was... Um, well, I'll, I'll go into briefly what my eye condition is. I was born three months early in 1983. Retinopathy of prematurity. My, yep, my left retina is detached. My right retina is partially detached. I've got 2,400 in my right eye. And that's it. Ooh. So, I go to my eye doctor. My eye doctor does the various tests and stuff. And he says to my parents... Get him into video games. It'll teach him how to do hand-eye coordination. Now, the NES had only just come out at the time, so we didn't have the money for that. So they got me um, an Atari 800XL, which is basically a much better version of the Atari 2600, and it's a computer. Yep. So I've been I've been a PC Master Race guy forever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So Understood. The very first game was the aforementioned clicky game, where you, you know, look at a big field of blinky lights and you click the little button when the blinky lights come up. <laughs> the first real game I played was um, it was either Pitfall 2 or Montezuma's Revenge on the Atari 800. And oh, for wow. whatever reason, I would hold the controller upside down and I would still be able to play perfectly. I can't do it anymore. But I used to like, do that with uh, I used to do that with regular Nintendo, too. I used to hold the controller yeah. upside down. Yep, I'm almost to tell that story, so <laughs> figured I'd bring, I figured I'd put it here, too. But yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's where I started. And then from there, you know, I got the systems that everyone gets in Nintendo, Super Nintendo. 
Um, PlayStation just kind of moved the way up. Always, always had a computer, always had a 486. Um, the game that I think defines me the most in terms of just sheer raw playtime is a game called Ancient Domains of Mystery, otherwise known as oh, Adon. Wow. Oh, wow. It was one of the um, one of the original um, roguelikes. The OG, yep. It took me twenty years to beat it, but I finally beat it last November. Wow. And um, the 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 reason being is for as long as I've had a computer that I that could play it, I've been playing Adom off and on for twenty years. And um, I've I've actually built quite the rapport with um, Biscop, who developed the game, and now he's got a team. But back in the day, he sure didn't. And um. I even have a little video series of me going through it. Four videos long of me finally beating the damn game. Hey. So, well, at least you got it on video. That's the great part. Oh, yeah. That's that was the thing I was part. really trying for. I did not want to beat the game and not have did he? Uh, did he see that? Oh, yeah. Biscuit loves it. I, um, I still need to get my damn tattoo of, uh, of when I beat it. Because I'm getting the tattoo on the back of my, uh, of the back of my thumb on that little area between your thumb and your, uh, the back of your hand. Little oh, hat yeah. sign and the date I beat it. And the funny thing is all my planning, all the years of planning and trying different character builds and getting a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. What finally ended up doing it, OBS was pissing me off. So I made a character, uh, an, an orcish beast fighter. I just wanted to punch <laughs> things. And so I punched my way through the entire game <laughs> and it worked <laughs> and it worked. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. still don't know how it worked. And the second I beat it, I uninstalled it, never playing it again. <laughs> Not because I hate it, but because I don't want to get sucked back into it. Plus, you kind of want to preserve, like, the end last a, time you played it is the time note. you beat it. Yes, exactly. End, end on the high yeah, Now, when note. Ultimate yeah. Adom comes out, I'm completely screwed. I'm going to be playing that. Because <laughs> Biscuit has told me that he's going to get in touch with me for accessibility stuff. I hope he remembers. And he says he's going to get in touch with my wife, who doesn't play roguelikes, who doesn't like roguelikes, who is a complete newbie to roguelikes. So that he can get that, the perspective of a you know new player, so that he can try to make it a little bit more accessible to people who normally yeah, don't play roguelikes. Yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. He actually, uh, she actually helped him a little bit with um, the graphical version of Adam. Nice. Cool. With the tutorial cool. messages and stuff. So that's the that's the game that defines me. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty I've cool. I've tried Adam, and uh, as a blind person trying to play an ASCII roguelike, it just you're not going to get far. It can't be done. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. I remember the old Odyssey Games magazine for blind people. It was, you know, an audio games magazine, kind of. But roguelikes got a lot of uh, space in that magazine because blind people were trying to play them all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, I feel, I know like, I feel like that game would work better if you had like a braille display of some kind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That, yeah, I'm sure. it'd be totally playable there. I know the developer of Jupiter Hell has talked about wanting to make it blind accessible, but he it's it's still in early access, and he said he's going to work on that when he gets to the audio portion of it, and he's still in the, the basic areas of it. I mean, sure, yeah. he's making huge strides. Every patch is just full of crap to do. It's just he hasn't gotten to the audio stuff yet. So Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, moving on to the next question then. Um, what? Um, so, so part of the reason you're on the show right now is because you have joined the ranks of the now more than one descriptive content creator on the internet because it, uh, there was there was a time when there's only one of them and now there's like four and it's all your we're, fault brandon and we're we have half of them and, and we have half of them in our in our breakdown walls we so. do yeah yeah we do <laughs> cello and and rain yeah we have half yep. of them. And cello does good work i'm i'm, I'm observing her great. um 
So yeah, uh, what? So you just said it was all my fault. Maybe that's the only yep. answer to the question you're going to give. But oh, I'm no, going to ask yeah. you. <laughs> I was going to ask but you. No, it's all you your fault. That idea. So basically, what happened is I had just finished Disco Elysium, and then I stumbled into a blind community that I hadn't been a part of for t- for ten years, and it's like, well, Disco Elysium, great writing. It's completely genre shattering because I usually don't like games like Disco Elysium, but boy, I yeah. played the hell out of that. Yep. And then I figured, well, it's almost blind playable, so I'll just make it blind playable by describing it, everything I can see, and then reading all the text, and then just letting chat, you know, do their thing, make their choices. And from there, it's like, well, hell, if I can do that with that, I can do that with anything. Right. Hence yeah. the the ballad of Can't Attack a couple of months ago. <laughs> I love Can't Attack. <laughs> Can't attack. Can't attack. I actually got- have I've, I've I've introduced a legacy character to my tribal um, Rimworld game uh, that that cannot attack. <laughs> he is actually incapable of violence. <laughs> so as opposed to can't attack, who actually did plink an enemy once. Once, yes, one time. <laughs> and I wrote I wrote a I wrote a, a poem about that one moment of, of glory. That. Yep, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/superblindman. Yep. <laughs> it was. Just, I love how that RimWorld game turned out. RimWorld so is great. quickly becoming the next game that's going to define me as a person. I've got 1,600 hours in it. Oh yeah, that, that'll, do, that'll do it. It's the game I play whenever I get a migraine. Yeah, I was, I was shocked to find out that over the past uh, like three years, not so much this year, but over the past three years or so, I've had over 1,000 hours in Diablo 3. About yeah. 500 hours per year wow. the past couple of years. So... Yeah, I love I, was... I love doing stuff like that. Go to like Steam database or whatever and see what game have I played the longest. Oh God! <laughs> <damn. laughs> well, I actually like this. Sony sends you an email at the end of every year that has your PlayStation stats in it. Oh, that's cool. They're like, here, here's what you did this year. Here's how many trophies you got. Here's how many hours you spent in it. Here's your most popular game and how many hours you spent in it. Here's the most popular genre and how many hours you spent playing that genre. And all the uh, just a breakdown of everything you've done in that year. I just love that. That's, that's great. Cool. I wish Steam did that. Yeah, Steam should do that too. But yeah. Steam could Steam could do that if they wanted to. They just, they, yeah, they got websites should. for it. Just third yeah. party websites. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to sign up to a third party website and just <laughs> send me yearly reminders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, that's how you answer that. Um, okay, so next question then. So it's all my fault. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, what do you see as being in, in the pipeline for the future of your descriptive content? Um, I'm, I'm basically playing it by ear. I, I, I go off of input, which I don't get as much as I re- as I would like. I really, really need input. <laughs> um, so That's it's one of the hopes of this just, show though. Like yeah. Trying to get you out there. So it's yeah. basically throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. And, um, if people want to see it, I'll play it. And, uh, at the moment I'm, I just started banner saga I'm going. Um, I'm going to start Far Cry Five on Friday, and I'm going to start Grim Dawn on Saturday. And then I've got my I've got my schedule on my Patreon and on my Twitter, which links to my Patreon. Yeah. And I since I can't work because of my lungs and my fibro, I stream every day at two um, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And I usually try to do four hours, but lately it's been kind of three houry because of just weird stuff happening, weird timing yeah. issues. But um, I figure consistency. <laughs> you 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 should be able to know that you can show up at X time every day, and I will be doing something. And if you want to see something, just ask, and more likely than not, I'll go sure, whatever. 
yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, the nice thing about this is uh, the fact that, you know, it, 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 it's good that there's more of them now. But the, the nice thing about this is if you go into Ryan's channel while he's streaming, you know that the content you're going to get is going to be described. He's going to be reading whatever text is there. You know, all that is is just a part of his content now. Like, yeah, I, I know. For I mean, I've always... I I've always read text kind of as a matter of course, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Because if I don't read it out loud, I will miss important details because I'm one of those speed readers. Yeah, you, you <laughs> definitely are. <laughs> yeah. You definitely are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm not what you'd call professional. I am what you'd call committed to to being descriptive. <laughs> right. But what, what, I, what I'm referring to, though, is like I've, I've come to some of your streams late and you told me once I was in there, you're like, so uh, I like even though there was no one here, I described all these enemies. <laughs> I did all this. I uploaded to stuff. YouTube. He can go back to it. Right, exactly. But that's, well, that's the, the whole reason though. I upload to YouTube in the first place. There are times when I don't, when I don't really want to. I don't think it's worth it because you only get like seven or eight views per video. But it's like on the other hand, somebody's going to want to watch it someday, and someday I'll learn how to video edit all of the pauses and ums and all that crap. But the until whole, then, it's just a raw stream. The whole descriptive I'm content not a, thing. I'm not a big fan of edited content. Yeah, though. you don't really. You don't to, honestly, you really don't have to worry about that. You really don't. Have to I don't. Worry about I, that. For whatever reason, I just it it feels so weird. It's all the jump cuts. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so, but I, I think the important thing to remember that it, it is even though there's four of you now, that, at least that we know of, uh, descriptive content is still a relatively new thing, and and you all have I, wildly different styles too. Yeah. 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 Wildly. Yes, that's very true. Wildly different styles. <laughs> All of you do, yeah. Um, it's it's a new thing, and people are going to find you eventually. And even if it's not, even if it's not like like thousands of views, the thing is, you're 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 the such a rare breed. Will find the important people the important who really people want to see it, right? The important well, people experience will. it, whatever. <laughs> and and right, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, okay. Uh, the important <laughs> people will find it, and you're such a rare breed being a descriptive uh, streamer. And content creator that the right people will find it. You know, I wish I had better eyesight so I could describe more things. <laughs> I'm just I mean, like to... I said, you do. You do I'm just well trying enough. to. We'll take what we can get. I'm just trying to figure out, like, okay, Grim Dawn, tons of enemies, tons of small enemies. What am I going to do? Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to try to focus on each and every one and at least give you their names and give you some shapes or something to go off. <laughs> even, even if what you have to say is like it's bug-like. That's all I can. That's all I can tell. <laughs> this lightning thing is a little circle thing that floats and shoots lightning. I think it might be a brain, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a brain, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Imagine a brain, if you will. Imagine the brain shooting lightning. That's what I'm seeing on my screen. <laughs> yeah, I was having a hell of a time with that in Jupiter. That this is your brain. I had to zoom. This is your brain, shooting, brain lightning. shooting lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only enemies I could tell the difference from one another in Jupiter Hell were the fire imps because they were orange. Everything else was a varying shade of, oh, look, there's a reticule under it. I guess I should shoot it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'm hoping well, that my openness to suggestion in regards to the games I play will will inspire people to, you know, ask for specific games. Because I honestly don't mind taking requests also what i'd like to do i mean yes people are welcome to get to uh, to request things from you and that's great too but what i would like to do is once you have uh once people start latching on to you once they're getting more viewers i would like to go back to choice chamber and things like that 
Oh God, that was so well, much that, fun. Even even the two people, that was fun. <laughs> that's partially why I have why I've um, changed it to have Wednesdays open because sometimes we'll have people over here playing Magic and it just really doesn't work well to 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 do a quote unquote serious stream on yeah. um, on Wednesday because people are over here making noises, laughing stuff like that. So that'd be perfect for like a RimWorld play or a Civ play or a, a Choice Chamber play or I mean anything anything that can be kind of one and done. Right. Right. And then, I mean, obviously, if possible, I'd like to expand my hours just because I like streaming. I like talking to people. I mean, the money, I don't get any money, really. I get $14. Yay. <laughs> so, I mean, the money the money is never really going to be a big importance to me. The big importance to me is just talking to people. I like talking to people. I'm, I'm a chatty guy. It just is what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... that's it keeps like said, you that's genuine, it. too. If you're not If you're not focusing on the money hard... If you're doing a soft focus, that's fine, because then you can, you know, you can have incentives and you can do rewards and you can do stuff like that, and you'll feel like you're earning the money. But if your focus is just talking with people, getting information out there, all that stuff, it, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you more genuine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that, that's that's one of the reasons uh, you're here now, because, uh, you know, you're part of Breakdown Walls as well. So we want to give you that that extra little bit of exposure that we can. And hopefully some of the listeners, I know I, I usually get, you know, anywhere from I don't know, sometimes uh, 20 to 30 listeners per week um, right now. Hopefully that increases too, but hey, that's right now it's not 20 to, I get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 20 to 30 per week, so, you know, maybe, just maybe, hopefully the right people hear this podcast and are like, oh, wait yep. a minute. This guy will not only describe things, but will also is open to playing the games that I want him to play. <gasps> what the oh, heck yeah. is this? You know? <laughs> I'll even ba- I'll even bang my head against something like League of Legends, which I'm absolutely horrible at. But I mean, if someone wants to see it, I'll do a one-off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know how much they'll get out of it, but it was just kind of as an example, it, it is an option. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only ones right. I won't do are games that physically hurt me. Like I can't do Minecraft because it gives me a migraine. Even though I've interviewed yeah. Notch, I love yeah. that I've interviewed Notch and I can't play his game. Oh. And he yeah, was totally sucks. cool about it. He was like, "No, dude, I totally understand that." <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could meet bad, him though. again. Because I've been doing this for six... Well, I haven't been doing descriptive for six years. I've been doing kind of accessibility reviews and advocacy stuff for six years. Because yeah. I met Ian Hamilton and it just kind of went from there. Yep, yep. Actually, the story of that's kind of funny. Um, Civilization Beyond Earth was basically a Civ Five expansion pack. And I've been bugging the devs. Are you going to have strategic view? I need strategic view in order to play the game because it makes the game really simple looking. It gets rid of all the all the extra crap and it just gives you basically a chessboard. And they and I went on a live stream with them and they insisted that yes, they were going to have strategic view. So I bought the game and they didn't have strategic view in it and it infuriated me <laughs> so goddamn much. And Man, this before, dude, this was before uh, refunds too. Yeah, so oh, I was yeah, out yeah. eighty bucks. Ooh. And it pissed me off so much. So they told you to get a sale. Said, wow. That my wife said, you should do, you know, you should go to these devs and ask them, you know, about all this stuff and tell them about all this stuff before they release their games. So technically, my wife is the one who came up with the whole idea. And it's I like just, with me, pretty much. Kind of like with yeah. Misty, you tell yeah. them you should blog. And you then... should blog is what she said in 2005. And that's where I, why I am where I am today. It could all be traced back to that. So it's just like me. Partners are encouraging partners. <laughs> yep, that's right. And yep, again, I encourage right. her too. I'm encouraging her to get into Etsy and stuff for her jewel crafting and stuff because she makes oh, yeah, like she jewel does stuff. Yeah, does I think she does cross stitch and all kinds of other stuff. 
And then we're going to get my painter buddy on her Etsy, too, so that she can build kind of a conglomerate, <laughs> but not really. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say if, she, if she does work like that, she definitely should get into Etsy. Etsy is a good place to, to do that. Oh, kind yeah. Of work. <laughs> I bought her a fucking crocheted Junimo from when uh, Stardew Valley came out. Oh, cool. <laughs> she, this was before the plushies came out. So and um, and Chucklefish, uh, C and D, the the person who made the those. So Aww. she's one of the few people who actually has a crocheted Junimo, and she loves that damn. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> That's so, pretty great. <laughs> well, I wanna I wanna throw it to you, uh, Ryan, to go ahead and plug your content uh, oh, on yes, the show here. So, where can people find you? Well, I've got um, my Twitter is twitter.com slash blindryan1, all, you know, one word. Um, my Twitch is twitch.com slash blindryan. Twitch.tv slash blindryan. Yeah, Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Even You're when right. I'm typing it out, it's always twitch.com. Oh, crap. <laughs> I got you. I got you, man. Yep. I got you. Patreon.com um, slash blindryan. Pretty much all that. And then uh, my YouTube video, my YouTube is the weird one. It's youtube.com slash user slash arcade8583. Indeed. Arcade8583. Because right. my initials find... are RK, and I used to love playing arcade games back when they existed. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I thought it was clever I, I back in the day. Heck yeah. Um, and the YouTube channel is important, guys, because that's where you can find all the archives of previously described content as well oh, as yeah. new stuff as it comes up. So it's all um, it's all basically the, the Twitch page is the lifeblood of everything. It's got all the links there. It even has links to my Steam, I think. Um, I can add more if I need to. Yeah, I probably should. It's keeping up with it all. I wish Twitter gave you like a list of links you could do instead of just one. Oh, I know. Right. It's really annoying. <laughs> Some people oh. put links in their bios too. Uh, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah, I talk too much. I fill up the bio page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, active on Twitter nowadays. Yeah, after you are. Of, you are. After friending about thirty or forty blind people, suddenly I have a lot of stuff to talk about. There you go. <laughs> and this account hasn't been blacklisted like my other one. I don't know why Twitter does that. I hate that. Ah, uh, if you do uh if you talk too too bad about uh, a certain uh, uh, influencer, certain yeah, certain things that Twitter likes, oh, it's like YouTube. YouTube does the same thing. Well, the one influencer I've been kind of busy on lately, I haven't been blacklisted from. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. All right, well, I think fun, that is a fun can of worms. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Let us not open it here. <laughs> yeah, well. but but. Uh, I think that's probably going to do it for our show, guys. Um, I do want to once again thank Blind Ryan for being here for the whole show, which hey, is pretty thanks cool. Thanks for having me on. Dude. Actually, the first time we've done that for the whole show. So, yep. so there you go. You're you're. Doing we don't need no friggin' breaks. Yeah, we don't need no breaks. Uh, no, typically we do an interview style where we just interview the guest at the end of the show. We just have we do we record an interview that we haven't before had someone on for the entire show. Not not just including breaks. I'm talking about for the entire show. Period. So. You're, like, you're I've, first. like I've said privately on uh, on private messages, I'm always here if you need me. Well, I, knew, I am always willing to help. I knew we would kind of be doing this because, like, I was like, well, Ryan has a lot to say. I feel like he would have yeah, a lot to have contribute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we talked about it before, like, because the original plan was to do it the way we always do it, just have do an interview with you. But we talked about it and we were like, yeah, let's have him on for the whole show. What the heck? 
I'm and you did contribute, son of a bitch, way. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, well, the thing is, you were worried. I remember you were worried about being able to talk about consoles and stuff like that, but you contributed a lot. So, you know, yeah. I'm was, glad was I was show, able I think. to. Yeah. Uh, so, as it's, always, guys, you can find you can find us on the Breakdown Walls website, breakdownwalls.net. The whole crew is there. Uh, it's getting bigger than we ever thought it would. Uh, we we're very happy about that. But it's becoming uh, more of a resource now, too. We have people that are willing to help with guides and stuff. And Fage. it's just amazing. Fage, Fage yes. is amazing. By the way, by the way, freaking Fage is starting on the project that I told him he didn't have to do if he didn't want to, but he's doing it anyway. He's doing the freaking practice menu in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, nice. yes. He is doing it. Yes. So, Oh Exclusive. yes, thank you. Fage. The cool thing oh about um, the, the cool thing about breakdown walls getting bigger is that I'm hoping that there will be a repository for all of my uh, descriptive streams. That way, I can just link the playlist right there. If anybody wants to see them, they can just click on my pa- or click on my profile. I think, and there they are. I think I, ideas like that are in the works. I know that uh, we want to create a place where, for instance, people like Fage can put all his guides right on exactly. the website, post them there on the site. So uh, um, ideas like that are in the works. So. Probably yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there oh, you go. Small team. It's going to take a little time. It is what it is. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just Break means it'll be done yet. right. Darn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it means we'll do it right. <laughs> all right. So yes, breakdownwalls.net. Everything is there. The podcast is there. All the crew is there. You can find links to their twitters and their socials and their everything's everything they do can be found on breakdownwalls.net. Uh, Ryan is one of those. One of us. So you can find him there too. And all the things he also mentioned uh, on the show. Us. Thank you. Thank you for playing into that. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it. Uh, we will see you guys next week. It'll probably just be me and Sterlock next week. We're, we're not going to have a guest every week now. <laughs> so we're going to be me and Sterlock next week. Uh, hopefully some cool stuff will happen within the next week. Hopefully it's not too sad with all the crazy bad news that's yeah. happening every day now. But uh, we'll see you then with some uh, more gaming content.